Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing our studies here in the book of 1 Thessalonians. We are here in chapter number 4, and we've been looking at verse number 16, which says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So as we've been looking at these things related to the catching out of the saints, commonly known as the rapture of the church, we've been looking at the issues of the Lord Jesus Christ returning with the shout, the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God. And as we've been doing this, we started looking at some things related to the angelic realm the issue of you know what it is that the angelic realm is doing what our responsibility is going to be related to them and last week we left off looking at those positions in the heavenly places which the members of the body of Christ are going to be filling as part of the promise that has been given unto us and we left off with the issue of what, when it is that the members of the body of Christ are going to be taking over those positions. And what we're going to see is that this is going to be associated with his return and the judgment seat of Christ. And we see how the Apostle Paul, let's go over to... 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. And we're going to see here the Apostle Paul make a reference to this event here in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse 10 where he says, For we, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one of you may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So when he's saying the we there, he's talking to the members of the body of Christ and saying that we are going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Our works, and that's what he's talking about here when he says that we may receive the things done in his body according to what he's done, whether it be good or bad, Our works have no impact on our salvation. We know that our salvation is guaranteed the moment we put our trust in the gospel message for today, the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And the simple fact that our belief in that work gives us our eternal life We know that we have that guarantee. Now, our works are actually going to have an impact at this event, 
the judgment seat of Christ to where we're going to receive things, whether it's based on the good or the bad that we have done. Now, in Paul's first epistle to this assembly, he actually laid out some of the details of this event. If we turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, and we're going to see how Paul's going to actually give the thing of that this is exactly what's going to be occurring at the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to pick up in verse 10 and read down through verse number 15. It says, According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work should be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. And so as we look at this passage, we see how Paul identifies himself as being the wise master builder. So the things that are given to us by Paul, this is what is going to be used to be building these things. You see, he talks about, I have laid the foundation, the foundation that everything is going to be built upon during this dispensation is the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. So the doctrine given to us by the Apostle Paul is what is this foundation that we have and that each member of the body of Christ has to be careful and watching how it is that they are actually building upon this foundation and understanding that what they are doing according to the doctrine laid out in Romans through Philemon has an impact on what is there. And you see how Paul lists out these things. There's the gold, silver, and precious stones and then there's the wood, hay, and stubble. So there's these different things that all of this is going to be built, that's being built upon this foundation, and that we have to have a care for how it is that we are actually building these things and making sure that we are actually doing the things laid out and how there's going to be a fire that's going to try these things. And when you look at this list of items, you see how there's 
the gold, silver, and precious stones, which will break into one category. And then there's the wood, hay, and stubble, which we will break into a different category. And when Paul says that these things can be tried by fire, we know that if wood, hay, and stubble are being exposed to fire, that fire is going to burn those things away and there would be nothing left. So if all that is there is just wood, hay, and stubble, the person would have nothing left. They would not have a reward, but they would still have their salvation. And that's where, if you remember the passage we read in 2 Timothy chapter 2 last week, talking about that issue of that he cannot deny himself. Now, the gold, silver, and precious stones, when those things are exposed to fire, instead of them being burned away and being destroyed, that fire purifies those things and that they remain. And that's what's going to lead to when there's the gold, silver, and precious stones remaining that the member of the body of Christ receives a reward based on what is there. And so this is why we see the Apostle Paul making the statements about the issue of that we were created unto good works and that God had a purpose in us doing the right things according to the doctrine that has been laid out. We see, for example, let's go over to Ephesians chapter number 2. And we'll see the Apostle Paul here. So many times individuals just like to quote verses 8 and 9 where it says, For by grace ye saved through faith and it not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And just focus on the salvation that has been promised to us in those verses and leave off any sort of discussion that the Apostle Paul has related to verse 10 in this same passage where it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God has ordained that we should walk in good works. There is a purpose behind the good works that God wants us to have. God wants us to be able to be doing these things, be pleasing unto him, and to be taking these positions in the heavenly places. Let's turn over to Titus chapter number 2. And we'll see how the Apostle Paul in this epistle here makes a reference to this as well. Titus chapter 2, we'll read here starting at verse number 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, 
teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Now, as Paul starts this passage, we see how it starts with the issue of the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. So, the salvation that is being offered to mankind today, it has been given to all men. So, everyone has access to this salvation. Not that everyone is going to accept the salvation, but everyone has access. That's also the grace of God that's going to accomplish what verse 12 says, where Paul says, teaching us to denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So it's the grace of God that's going to teach us how to live the life that God says, how to live a life that's going to produce the gold, silver, and precious stones. Now, individuals can try to put themselves under a performance-based system of saying, well, there's a law written back in you know, Exodus and Leviticus and Deuteronomy, and if I just do those things, if I follow those commandments, I'm going to be pleasing unto God because it's the Word of God and I can find it in Scripture. Yes, it is the Word of God, but it's not the Word of God that is written to us today. The motivation under the law was a fear-based system that if I didn't do the things that were written under the law, that I was going to be chastised in a manner to where I was going to have a physical punishment come onto me. Many times that physical punishment led up to death. We see over and over again the issues of the death that came as punishment for Israel transgressing the things of the law. Today, in the dispensation of the grace of God, we're not under law, but we're under grace. The motivation for us today is not fear, but it's love. God demonstrated his love toward us, and as a result of that demonstration of love, that should be the motivation for us to show the same type of love and we would show that by doing the things that God intends for us to do. Now let's turn over to Colossians chapter number 1 because we're going to see how Paul's going to be praying for these individuals in the assembly at Colossus. And we're going to pick up here in verse 9 of Colossians chapter number 1. It says, For this cause we also, 
since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And we see how as Paul was praying for these individuals that Paul's prayer was associated with the fact that they would have this increase in knowledge. That was the very first thing he was praying for them. Praying for that for the purpose that they would walk worthy. That they would do all of the things that God intends. And doing it based on the fact that they have that knowledge built up in them. Knowing exactly what it is that they were supposed to do. Now, Paul, if we go over to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. If we remember those positions that we talked about last week. We talked about how there's the position of the principality, the highest of those positions that and people would ask, well, how do we know the way that we would be able to possibly attain to that position? Well, Paul says, as he's closing out his final epistle here, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, we start at verse number 6. says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but it's all them also that love his appearing. And the, the phrase I want to focus on in here is where Paul says in verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And Paul says that he finished the course that was laid out for him. And by finishing that course, if we think about it from the aspect of those positions that are promised to us in the heavenly places, that the course that was given unto him would mean that he has attained unto that position of a principality. He has finished the course. He has kept the faith. And if Paul has done so, if we turn back over to 1 Timothy chapter number 1, we see Paul make a statement here about himself in 1 Timothy 1.16. Howbeit for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me first 
Jesus Christ might shew forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. So Paul identifies the fact that he was a pattern that has been given unto us. That's why multiple times in his epistles you see him making statements along the lines like he does in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, be followers of me as I am also of Christ. And how he followed the Lord Jesus Christ. He followed him according to the doctrine that was given to him. And we are to be following that same doctrine following the Apostle Paul. And if we're following the pattern that's been laid out for us by the Apostle Paul and doing the things that are actually according to the faith given, then we would have that potential to attain unto that same position. The problem is that we don't always do the things that the Apostle Paul laid out. You know, we struggle to understand the doctrine that has been given to us. We do things contrary to the doctrine. And because we're doing the things that are contrary, we're building up, instead of building the gold, silver, and precious stones, we're building at times the wood, hay, and stubble, that the end result is that you know, we may not attain to the principality, we attain unto only some other one of those positions, but the glorious thing in all of it is that even if we end up as that very last position known as the every name that is named, the reality is that we are going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in the heavenly places with him for all of eternity. And we don't have to worry about anything related to, you know, did I do enough good things to even earn my salvation? Did I put my trust in the right thing? Did I do this? Did I do that? We know that once we put our trust in the gospel laid out in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, that we have our salvation. We know that we've been sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise according to Ephesians chapter number 1. And we know that this is a reality for us. We can have that comfort, that encouragement of knowing those things. And this is what should result in a motivation to be wanting to share this message with others so that way they can have access to these exact same things that have been promised to us because as we read over in Titus chapter number 2 the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men so everyone 
has the possibility of receiving salvation. They just need to put their trust in what has been accomplished for us today. Now, next week we'll actually pick up with the third piece of what the Lord Jesus Christ is coming with. And we'll start talking about some things related to the trump of God that the Apostle Paul identifies in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Now, as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some charts to help you in your study of God's Word. We have information on how to join our Sunday service and our Wednesday night Bible study live as they're being broadcast on Facebook. If you happen to be in the Buffalo area on Sunday mornings, we'd love to have you join us at 83 Anderson Road in Cheektowaga, New York, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. for our Sunday service. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about anything in our broadcasts, anything that's on our website, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.